What's up, everybody? This is Jeremiah. This is Dion. This is Dom, and you're listening to the 24-6 Podcast. Had an exciting, exciting conversation today. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. Let's do it. What are we talking about? We're talking about health today. Health. Talking about a lot of different things. Um, I think geared more towards time management, maybe. Yeah. You know, I, that's that's definitely the season of life that I've been where, hey, you have a schedule, figure it out, you know, yeah. not so much given and structured like it's always been. So um, it's an interesting concept. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because if you don't manage your time right, it's hard to be healthy in like every single way, right? Like, so true. The mm-hmm. physical side, obviously, if you're not putting your the time in to take care of that, that's going to kind of fall apart. And then mm-hmm. mental side, emotional side, and then spiritually as well, that gets affected by not being, you know, yeah, healthy with your time. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think it points to the reality of health not being this like separate like thing, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of people say like, oh, I started eating healthier. So like I'm healthy or I started working out and. And we run to like these independent variables and think that they're going to make us healthy. But it's, it's really like you have to, it's a lifestyle. Like it's everything in your life has to be healthy for you to be a healthy person. The entire circle. (laughs) Like the whole circle. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, you can, oh my, there it is. Every time, every time Jeremiah drops a one liner, that little ding is going to go off. (laughs) It's like a holistic circle. Jeremiah just sprinkled us with fairy dust, ladies and gentlemen. Hilarious. No, that is funny. No, but yeah, it's a good, it's a good example because you could, uh, for instance, I'll give you a personal example. I've, I've just started working out over the last two months with Dom and I've worked out last couple of weeks maybe 4 days a week which is good which is like it's a lot that's a peak that's a peak for Dion um but at the same time you know I don't necessarily have the best grip on my schedule so I show up 30 minutes late for a podcast you know like we do today <laughs> and it's like oh sure I'm being healthy in my life but is my day managed properly right. you know what I mean am I right. honoring the people in my life properly you know those type of things so it's just all growing pains right yeah and and one of the things, like, obviously working out, like, we've we've started working out. So, Jeremiah started this journey a couple of years ago now. You know, me about five, six months ago, and, and Dion, just like you said, a few months ago. Um, but but another part of, and we'll talk about that, that working out physical health in a second. But I want to talk about, the, like, this um, this morning routine concept. Have you guys ever watched, like, those videos on YouTube of people's morning routines? <laughs> Never have I ever. No. Dude, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I love <laughs> I love watching people, like, do what they do in the morning. And they're all the same. They're all like, I wake up at, you know, 6, and I eat I breakfast, feel, and I do this. I and feel like, like your YouTube searches are very crazy. All really over the page. They're yeah, crazy. like, they're yeah. just not. Like, you know how YouTube has, like, a spe- like a, almost like a for you page, like yes, a specialized, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you should just scroll through my YouTube page. It's, like, ridiculous. It's, like, <laughs> golf and, like, morning routine stuff and then, like, video game stuff. It's just all over the place. <laughs> and just working hard at YouTube. Yes. It's like, who is this guy? <laughs> don't know we can't, what we can't to pin show him. him. <laughs> yes. can yes. pin this dude. Yes. Um, but, but, no, like, morning routines are... are for me, I think I like those videos so much because I feel like I can vicariously live through them. Like I don't have to wake up at five. I can just watch somebody else wake up at five and like work out and do all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, like, I'm not a morning person at all. I hate waking up, but like when I'm up, I just like the, the difference, the night and day difference between like 
having a few hours to, to, to yourself to eat like a good breakfast, to, to read, to study, to kind of have that time to work out even whatever the case is. And then like today, for example, like I wasn't feeling great. I didn't get up early. I basically got up and came here. It's one of those things where it's just like, it's a night and day difference. Yes. It's like terrible mm-hmm. when you don't get that, you know? So I let me set this up because I think this is so I this whole morning routine started where and I was telling Dion I think I, I think you were there when we were in the jacuzzi with all the at the Y with the old guys sorry I can't like mention weird stuff like that we were swimming <laughs> and then we got in the hot tub and there was a bunch jacuzzi of old guys so, <laughs> yeah it wasn't as weird as I just made it sound like kind of was but it's cool <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I, I started I've I've been doing this thing called bullet journaling. And it's basically, it's a, it's, it's nothing special. You're just, you're just journaling and tracking things that are important to you. So like I've, I have five or six goals last year and this is the fourth year I'm doing it, but for the last few years I've had five or six goals to do every day. So the first one is to read my Bible every day, um, to exercise, to be creative, to learn something, to go on a date, you know, with my wife kind of, it's just all holistically, you know, making sure that all of these things happen in my life. And what I noticed was when I got up in the morning, like four out of five of those things were done before nine o'clock, mm-hmm. you know? And when mm-hmm. I didn't get up in the morning, none of those things got done. Yeah. And so this year, instead of tracking individual individual items, I'm really focusing on establishing a good morning routine because that for me is where the majority of my productivity comes from in life. You yeah. know? Yeah. So... That's definitely been a, a similar experience, I would say. I mean, I think there is, I don't know if I can properly describe it, but I feel like if you want to get hyper-spiritual and, you know, your time with the Lord, there's like a thin place in the morning. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's hard to explain because it's just hours of the day, and maybe I just am so not used to being awake at those early hours. <laughs> that I feel more spiritual it's a whole new world. <laughs> that could be it. And that's fine. But like, you know, I think for a lot of people, there's just a different focus when you start your day, not in chaos. Yeah. Right. Especially yeah. those for us with kids. Like yes. you wake up when the kids wake up. It's like, good luck. Your dude. day's over. Yeah. You're not doing anything. <laughs> good luck. If you, yeah. yeah if you want to have some centered, um, I guess like focus at all. Right. So, well, yeah. And I don't have kids. And so I think that's where, like for me, I don't really focus on the morning routine because you guys have like this timer that's coming. You know what I mean? Yep. That, like, you yes. know, when your kids are about to time wake up, bomb. like inevitable alarm, alarm right? Clock, like yeah. it's coming and like, you know, when they wake up, it's time to, you know, breakfast and diapers and whatever else y'all are dealing with. Oh, um, <laughs> sounds <laughs> yes. great. I'm excited one day, <laughs> but, um, but I think kind of what you said though is, is real because even if you don't have kids or whatever it is waking up and dedicating that time, in the morning is like you're sacrificing, right? You're sacrificing right. Yeah, that's good. A comfort. You're sacrificing, you know, rest and something that is very valuable to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just as like we continue this conversation with like that holistic approach is like when you invest time and you intentionally invest time into something, that's when you really get the most rewards out of it, right? Yeah, like yeah. into working out, into your relationships, whatever it may be. But like, I think that morning, you know, sacrificing that comfort and sacrificing that sleep and peace and all that and saying, you know what, I'm going to give this to God and really focus and wake up and take that time. I think that's where you really get those benefits. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. I think there's something real to be said about like waking up and the first thing you do is like spend time with the Lord. 
whether that's reading, worshiping, or just even just meditating, because like what you said, how it's like, it's thinner there, you know, like it is because you don't like your phone's not going off, you know, like you're not getting emails. You're not like my, at least you shouldn't be going through like, Oh, what do I have to do today? I have to go to work. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to pick up this. And it's like the moment that your mind gets into that mode of like what's happening for the next, you know, 15 hours, then you, there's just no other, like the, the rest of your day has started, you know? So like you have to have that centered time to not think about those things and just be, have that time, focus, pray, worship, read the Bible, do all those things, work out, whatever the case is. And then you start your day. It's like, man, but that takes discipline. It like does. That's what the bottom mm-hmm. line of a yeah. lot of this conversation will be is like, yeah, if you don't have discipline and like spiritual discipline and physical, like that, you're not going to be able to do oh yeah Game any over. of this stuff. You know yeah. what I yeah. mean? And like, I slip up on that all the time. Like, cause like, uh, I want to sleep in or mm-hmm. I don't feel like working out today or yeah. uh, I'm going to eat this pizza. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's oh the reality goodness. of it. So. It is. Yeah. I, I always think about like th- context like this as almost like a, uh, like a new year's resolution. You're like, <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right. I love yeah, they always feel, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love them in January, them. man. It's like a second Jan- chance. <laughs> yeah. January, February. I love them. Come yeah. March. I'm like, right, yeah. where'd you go? We, you got, we got next year. <laughs> yeah. Try again next year. Where'd you go? You know? Um, but I always think about it in those contexts and I, I, you know, for a lot of people, I think emotionally you get, you get gung ho about, I'm going to change all this in my life today, you know? But I, but, um, there's a, there's a podcast that me and Dom listened to, I think at one point, I don't know if you listened to it, but the Huberman podcast, Mm -hmm. he talked about, um, I should have brought some citing or referencing of it, but he talked about a study that was done that was basically focused around people who would do a task based on the reward that they get out of the task, the the immediate reward. So for instance, like, I'm going to go to the gym and then afterwards I'm going to eat chocolate because I went to the gym and so therefore I'm rewarding myself. Right. And he talked about how people who do things like that typically have a, not a very strong, I guess, uh, motivation to continue after a certain while because eventually the task is not fun. (laughs) You just want the chocolate and it's way easier to just go get chocolate chocolate (laughs) and go to the gym. Right. So he talked about the other mindset being like the growth mindset where you're never really looking for an, a, a destination. You're just in love with the growth yes. and in love with the, I just like the process. I yeah. just like, that's where you are with working out. When yes. I go work out with you, man, yes. it scares me sometimes. <laughs> so, he's like, I just love dumbbells. Take these home with me. He's stealing weights from the YMCA every week. It's crazy, man. No. Yes. I then a hundred percent agree, but it, it is like that. Like it's, you can't be in love like because, OK, we live in a world that is so immediate reward, you know, like you, you we go through the drive through and if our food takes longer than, you know, 45 seconds, we're mad. Like, think about the reality of food being prepared. It should take longer than 45 <laughs> seconds, you know, Certainly. if it doesn't, there's a problem. So like that whole process of like loving the grind is is real. And it is like I think it is something and we joked about it, but it's something that I've like fat, like enjoy about the gym now because, and it's not like, I'm not the strongest person. Like I know where I'm at, you know, mm. I'm still very skinny and very weak, but the reality is, is like, I love, I love the challenge of it. You know, like I'm going to be 30 this year, you know, going in, growing up in school, high school, middle school is very competitive. We all did sports, all that stuff. But after you graduate and you don't like play in college or anything, it's like, 
I don't know, you lose that competitive drive. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like finding that again, instead of like competing with a bunch of eighth graders in my class, like I'm battling myself, you know, right. like having those competitions with myself. Like it's, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Have, have you ever had a moment where you worked out like this much, this consistently? No, never. Right. Yeah, so no, you're, life. it's yeah. interesting to see that you're really like, you're you're accomplishing something by having the mindset mindset of just falling in love with getting yes. just growing you know yeah there's not an end goal it's just just having fun it's like a part of you now yeah you know? yeah yeah well it's just right. our, like you said like the instant gratification like we live in a microwave society yeah where crazy everything has to be instant like mm -hmm. I don't want to take time I don't want to give me the pill give me right. the shot give me the yep. whatever that's we'll lose gonna, 15 pounds in a week yeah like give me the <laughs> fastest like way mm -hmm. to get to my results and yep. that's what i'll do because actually taking time and investing into something is, yeah it's not it's not what we're taught in america right like that's not it was a culture as a country like that is not our how we are you know conditioned mm -hmm. and so even with like christianity like yeah. that's that's a lot of we see it seep into the church so yeah. crazy oh, where absolutely. it's like you know you don't have to invest anything but you can come and get this prayer. You can come and get this word. You can yeah. come and get this worship experience that is going to fix everything. Yep. Right. You leave. Your life is blessed. You're blessed. You're good. Nothing uh, bad's going to happen. And you, <laughs> I, you put it in your message one time. It's like you can't call upon things that you didn't invest into. Yeah. Whoa. In that's those good. times yeah. of need. You know what I mean? Right. And, and that's a, a very holistic principle to follow. Everywhere. Everywhere. Dude. Yeah. yeah. yeah if so true. you don't invest time into your relationship with your significant other, when stuff gets rocky, like y'all are going to split. Right. Like. If you don't invest time into your health, when you get sick, like you're gonna die. Like, right. you don't, <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. If you're not reading yeah, your Bible, yeah. if you're not being disciplined in that area, when stuff starts to get shaky and like your life starts to fall apart, like you're not gonna be able to handle it. And yeah. so, I think what you were saying with just like the New Year's resolution and that growth mindset is like taking time to actually be disciplined and invest into something and understand that like even though you might not see the results of it today, like down the road, you know this is gonna. I'll reap the benefits of this and I'm going to yeah. see the fruit of all of this time and work that I put in. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's not like athletes deal with it every day. And I, and that's why I like when I talk to <coughs> high school athletes, I'm uh, currently a youth pastor. So when I talk to high schoolers that play sports, I can liken what they go through in sports to Christianity so easily. Cause it's like, you guys train and practice every single day yeah. in the off season for a sport that you're not going to play for six months. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I was like, you're not going to play for six months. And you know that once you get to that game, it doesn't matter if you know what I mean? This kid is better than you. If you trained for six months, if you put in that work and he didn't, mm -hmm. you're going to kill him. You're right? gonna win. Yeah, yeah. You're going to destroy him because mm -hmm. you don't get better when it comes time to the game. You don't go in the game and drop 40 points. Like right. that's not how it goes. Yeah. You go into the game and if you put in that, six months of work, that seven months of work leading up to it, doing all the workouts, putting up the shots. When you get to the game, that's when you do the unreal stuff. Yeah. yeah. When there's defense there, when there's the opponents in front of you. It just becomes who you are at that it's point. who you are. You don't have right. to try to do anything. It's exactly. just you've built a person over the last six months, and now this person is dominating everyone else. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because I've, I've held myself to this standard. Yeah. And that's, that's what you guys are talking about with just, like, that morning routine even, starting yeah. with that, like – this is who I am. I yeah. wake up and I'm disciplined and I deny my flesh. I deny myself. Right. And I say, this is what I do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. That's, that's really awesome. So, well, give me some examples of what the game for, you know, 
people who are don't play sports, you know, above high school years. What are what are some good examples of like, oh, this is the game, you know, that I've trained for for the last six months. Like these are the instances where the training is needed, you know, mm-hmm. in common life perspective, you know. You mean like as far as like your everyday life or like, like actual sports? like linking the linking the analogy he said like uh, you know kids kids in school right now they train for six months and then mm-hmm. they they do that so mm-hmm. they can perform well in the game right. but we're talking yeah. about like spiritually we're taking care of ourselves or yeah, yeah, and yeah. health wise we're doing that for six months to get to yeah absolutely what that is. so yeah perfectly so yeah so actually we had this conversation last night I was mm-hmm. telling you about it like as I I was like extremely overweight like severely obese, like eating really, really bad. And, you know, was going through this cycle of just downward spiraling. Like, you know, you, you get to this point where you're super heavy and you're unhappy. And the only thing that makes you feel better is eating more. And so (laughs) it's like, you, you just continue to pile on more and more, just like this negative thing. And, um, after a long time dealing with that, I just decided about a year and a half ago that I was done and wanted to make some changes. And so, um, you know, started to eat healthier, started to work out, do those things. And uh, at the beginning of it, I asked God, I was like, God, you know, as I decrease physically, like I want to increase in your spirit. Like I want to be a better Christian. I want to be more connected with you. I want people to feel welcomed and protected and your presence whenever they're coming into contact with me. And so, um, over that time I invested, you know what I mean? Like I invested obviously physically not eating those bad foods, not, you know, just laying around all day. Yeah. I started to make those changes, but I also started to make like spiritual changes. And, you know, this past summer, um, I had some really crazy stuff happen where, you know, I lost one of my closest friends and I lost my dog. And like, Mm -hmm. it was just really like traumatic, crazy. Yeah. In a different country where I couldn't go and do anything. And like, it was just like this traumatic experience where it was like, Oh my gosh, like this, this shook me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But like, even at like that lowest point, I had already been through like a year of, you know, eating healthy, a year of really disciplined in my word and really like chasing after God. And so where in the past that probably would have really, really devastated me and messed me up, it didn't. You know what I mean? I was able to stay calm. I was able to be okay. I was sad, obviously, but it didn't shut me down. You were healthy. I was healthy, exactly. Imagine going through that like in a very unhealthy state. Yeah, you you don't know. I might not have, I might have killed myself. You know what I mean? I might have you know, ate so much more food, yeah, and, you know you what I mean, know. drank or did something crazy. Like, and yeah, maybe I went and drank a bottle of something and then I was so overweight and obese that it killed me. Like, yeah, you yeah. don't know what, what could have happened in that scenario. And even like with like just the health side of it now, like if I get sick, I'm cool. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I eat whole foods. Like I eat a very strict calorie, you know what I mean? Right. Nutritious diet. Like, I'm not afraid of being sick because I know what I've invested in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's real. I think like preparing and this kind of sounds morbid. I feel no, like, no, but I mean, it's the truth. Though. It that's is the real. truth, but like almost preparing for tragedy you yes. know, like, or the inevitable because yes. like it, it sounds harsh, but life is just life, you know, like in bad things happen to people all the time, whether it's your fault, whether it's not, whatever the case is like, and you almost have to live your life not preparing or like expecting something bad to to happen, but like you have to put yourself in a position that says like, if this does happen, 
I'm good, mm-hmm. you know, in every area, like financially, health wise, all of these different areas, like yeah. spiritually, especially like when you asked what was the game, I immediately thought my game is when I'm 60. That's mm-hmm. my game. Like, because I look at people that I know that are 60 now and a lot of people are overweight, they're unhealthy, they're, you know, I know a lot of people that can't, like, specifically can't do things with their children or their grandchildren physically because they physically can't do them. Right. You know, yeah. like, my game is when I'm 60, I'm still, I want to beat my grandkids in basketball. <laughs> you know, like, I I, I want to be able to not just be around, like, sitting on the couch and they can talk to grandpa, but, like, I want to be able to be around, like yeah. do things, you know, I don't want, I don't want my physical body to be an excuse of why I can't be around or in somebody's life, you know? And so yeah. like that for me is like the game. It's like 60 years old. You know, I even think of like my marriage now, you know, like that's the game for me, like those mm-hmm. small investments to make sure that my marriage is strong because I don't want to, I like, you know, I don't want a weak marriage, right. you know, like yeah. I don't want to yeah. struggle with my marriage, my marriage or my kids or whatever the case is. But yeah. like, those those things that are important to you, I think, define what that game is for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like what's the most important to you? Oh, my job is. Well, that's the game. So yeah, prepare right. for it, you know, or like build up to it. So it's not you're not just living life like coasting, you know. And I think a good piece of that is developing a strong virtue of, of um, thankfulness and gratefulness. Yeah. And because like when things are easy or when things feel like like I think about my life right now. Like, my life is awesome. I own a house. I have two healthy kids, and I have a beautiful wife that loves me. And it's like, if I look at all that and think I don't have enough, then what am I? Like, I'm not preparing for the worst moments. I'm just saying, oh, I need, you know, it's kind of this consumer mindset where it's like, I can upgrade from all of this stuff. And it's like, no, this is the most cherished moment in my life. All my health is good. Everything in my life is awesome. So, therefore, like, when things do go off the rails that are out of my control, all of a sudden I'm like, no, I know you know, I know it's important, right. you know what I mean? It kind of grounds you again right. too. So I don't know. It's cool. We all have different kind of perspectives on that yeah. same thing, but it is cool. Let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. John. Can, and this isn't a shot. Like, I don't mean to like, I take shots. Bro. <laughs> like I punches. I, yeah. Yeah. Punches, 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 punches. Um, no, this isn't a shot, but just because you're my brother, I've grown up, grown up with you. I know this about you is that mornings traditionally for you are very difficult, very difficult. Yeah. Very hard. Yeah. I remember there was times in like we would share a room and, uh, there's times where I would try to wake you up and literally have to dump water on you or like push yeah. you out of bed. And sometimes you still, were, you still <laughs> didn't get up. Yeah. But I remember just like, that was a tough time for you. So, and I, and I know even you, you're saying you're not perfect at it. No one is, but like, what are some of the things that have helped you overcome what really is just like, was a difficulty so long? Yeah. And now like you see the fruit of getting up, doing those things, like making that morning time, something that you enjoy instead of, you know? Yeah. I would say, I mean, there's definitely like a, there's a long, long conversation. I can speak around that. The, the two, the biggest thing that really helped me as of recent, and this is like probably the last maybe year to two years of my life is I started uh, implementing one of Jordan Peterson's rules, which I'm going to shout him out on here. Shout him out. I'm going to shout him out. I love Jordan Peterson so much. He, to any of listeners who are interested in like some serious psychology to help you especially younger guys. I think it's a very helpful book. Yeah. 12 rules for life yeah. really gives you a good grit on what, what to do with your life. Maybe. Yeah, but 12, 12 rules book. for life, Jordan Peterson, one of his rules in that 12 rules for life is treat yourself 
like you're someone you're responsible for taking care of. So like mm. treat yourself. And one of the analogies in the chapter is, is uh, I think the percentage was somewhere around 70 or 80% of people will fill a prescription for their pet and their animal mm. where it's like 30 to 40% of people would actually fill that same prescription for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's right. like you yeah. actually go and get your dog healthy before you go yeah. get yourself yeah. healthy because you have so much more compassion for that dog than you do yourself. Right. And so with, with learning how to love yourself more, but also realizing that you're kind of this objective person who's responsible for you. Yeah, it's true. You're right. Like right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want my, I wouldn't tell my two year old kid to stay up till 12 in the morning playing video games yeah. on the couch right. just so his circadian rhythm is destroyed the next day. Right. You know what I mean? So I think for me, it was real practical. I started looking at myself as a toddler and I was like. <laughs> Yeah. Bro, you can't, you know, it's circadian rhythm too. Like that was kind of a tough thing that I always struggle with in my life where it's like, I didn't have consistency, consistent hours where it's like, I go to bed here. Right. I wake up here, right. you know. It's now, just always all over the place. Yeah. Now that I was consistent, it was always very unstable. So once I started building that consistency and, and treating myself like I was a toddler, like my kids, I put them to bed at eight every night, you yeah, know, except right. when we go to basketball games <laughs> and they stay up a little bit later, but but yeah, they go to bed at eight at the same time every single time. And so I look at myself, I'm like, I need to take care of myself in that same way, you know? Yeah. Somebody I care for. Right. Yeah. So that, that's been the most helpful thing. I would say. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. That's actually awesome to think about because like you said, I think that's in that book is so good, but that rule specifically, I forgot about it until you, you started talking about it, but it's so good because we do, we treat other people so much better in some senses than we do ourselves. Like, absolutely. what you gotta, you gotta lead yourself. Well, you know, like you gotta take care of yourself and, yeah, I think I think for me the biggest thing that has helped me cuz I mean I listen, I'm not a like I said, I'm not a morning person either. Those stories I was telling about waking you up with water, <laughs> that wasn't at like 4 or 5 in the morning. That was at like noon. Like I wasn't getting <laughs> up at the at the crack of dawn either, you know, like yeah. I just happened to be up an hour before you and yeah. pour water on you. Um, but I think for me the biggest thing that's helped me is like a night a night routine. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. like almost the preparing before going to bed, you right. know? And like you said, like that, that sleep rhythm, that pattern of like not staying up till one, whatever. But even like for me and this, it's super practical and I guess that's fine. But like for me, I have to have a goal in the morning or else I won't get out of bed. Like one goal. And it, and it can just be like, obviously I have a whole morning routine, but like, like for me, what I've found helps me is like the night before I'll I'll think of, or I'll like lay my workout clothes out or I'll, you know, get my bag ready or, or like my one goal that I, uh, that I try to do every day is like get up and go downstairs and drink a glass of water. Like that's the, that's, that's the one thing I think about when I wake up because I know if I get down there and I drink a glass of water, I'm up, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm not going back to bed at that point. So then I can actually think through like, okay, let's do this. But I think like a lot of people mess up because they're like, all right, I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to do this. And and then they, they don't really have like a good game plan or they don't prepare the night before. Like there's a lot of nights where I'll make my lunch and, you know, like kind of get ready for the day at like eight o'clock, you know, and it just, it, it puts you in a better state of mind. Cause then you're excited to get up. You're excited to go grab your lunch that you packed, whatever. And, yeah. and these are really practical things, but I think they're, they're key to, to really leading yourself well, you know, like making sure that you're taking care of yourself. It helps you move. Yeah. Well, you need practical behind like concepts like yeah. that. You know what I mean? So that's so For true. Sure. I, um, 
I say the last thing that I I try and do is especially with implementing like any type of life change, which has always been so difficult for me. Like working out, like I said, this is the most I've been working out for like two months, and I'm shocked by it. <laughs> I'm liberated in my mind. I'm like, yes. you can do anything, bro. Yes. <laughs> you can do anything you put your mind yes. to. Yes, so yes. So uh, yeah, I like specifically the last couple of months. I've I guess six months or so. I've implemented a ton of things that I I wanted to see for a long time. And I think what it, what all of that comes down to is just cutting out the voice of shame when you miss it. You know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. I used to like, I used to be like, I'm going to do this and these are the ways I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then I have like one day or, you know, one day where I don't do any of it, two days where I don't do any of it, a week where I don't do any of it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not that person. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Who am I kidding? I'm yeah. not that guy. I'm just yeah. going to go to bed whenever I want, you know? Right, right. So I think it's just eliminating like that shame thing and being like, Listen, you are whoever you want to be, yes. and you just and if you mess it up one day, just do it the next day. Yes. Yeah. No Why do anything different? Yeah. No one cares except you. Yes. And it's kind of that same objective mindset that's like, hey, I'm just the person out here being like, dude, just keep going. Yes. You know, who cares, right? Yes. So yeah. I mean, it, it works the opposite way too. Is in the negative, like if you mess up one day and eat a bunch of junk food, mm-hmm. the next day. You can either choose to say, okay, that was yesterday, and I'm gonna string together some good days, or you can choose to be like, well. Since I did this. I lost. Like, yeah, yep. and, like, string together bad days. So it really yeah. is, like you said, it's a choice. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's crazy because we were talking about this when we were at the gym a couple of days ago. But, like, I think we both had missed one or two days in a row. Mm-hmm. And we were just saying, like, and this is funny, but, like, just how much we missed it. Like, yeah. just how, yeah. like, wow, yeah. I missed doing this. And even last night, like, even, like, I, so I've been trying to eat better. I, I definitely don't eat great but I've been trying to eat better. So for the last like two weeks, I've been really eating like really healthy foods, basically meat and vegetables. Um, and, and yes, last night I ate a really greasy slice of pizza and we were just talking to them before the show, but like my stomach, was just in knots all morning. And it's, and it's almost like this thing when you get into a consistent rhythm, like whenever you fall out of it, those consequences are more severe than when you lived that lifestyle. You know, like, like, for example, if I Mm -hmm. just started working out, like, and I missed a day, I wouldn't even bat my eyes to missing a day at the gym. But like building that consistency for so long, you're like, like you enjoy it. It's a part of what you do. So when you miss the gym, it's like you're in a bad mood because you Mm -hmm. just you you fell out of who you you've become, you know, or like if you eat really healthy before you could eat a whole box of pizza and not feel it. But you eat one slice of pizza, you're like, oh my goodness, my stomach's in knots. It's because you've created a really healthy routine or habit and your body's not used to that unhealthy style now. And so it's, it's interesting because you might not even see it, but you've, that's growth. Like you have grown as a person and you've changed, you know, like you're a different person, even if you don't feel like it or see it, your body will attest to it. And think about all the the negative things you do and how the positive mm. things feel so wrong mm. when you're in that place of who you yeah. became. They feel foreign. On the opposite side. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like so true. when you invest all this time into things that are bad, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Unhealthy things and that, not even yeah. just in food, but like in your walk of faith, mm-hmm. in your relationships, in your work, your, whatever you do, yeah. like when you invest into negative things and then something good happens, you don't even mm-hmm. know, how to act it, yeah. it feels so anti of what you actually are right that it's like you can't even find it and that's kind of where i was at with like mm-hmm. just being healthy where it was like working out didn't feel right you know what i yeah. mean that's not who yeah. i was that's not eating healthy didn't feel right because that's not who mm-hmm. i was and mm-hmm. so 
it's the same exact way. Like mm-hmm. yeah. you invest into who you want to become and you create the life that you want. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Can you, so can you kind of talk yeah. about your, your weight loss journey over the last few years? Like tell us where you started, where you're uh, at now. Cause I feel like there's a lot of people that might be listening that don't know. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> so man, that's crazy. It's, it's, it's kind of a long story. You sure that's okay. I, I mean, don't want to yeah. like, all right, I'll, I'll do, I'll try to say it fast. So like really, it really started with football. Mm-hmm. So like, I played high school football, I played college football, and specifically when I got to college to play, um, there was a lot of adjustments that were being made, like in me physically, to mm. fit positions. Mm. Um, so when you go to college, in high school it's a little different because it's just not as like they own you, mm, I guess right. is the way to put it. Um, but when you go to college and you're on full ride, like they own you. you are <laughs> and their so property. like, yeah, yeah, like your property. <laughs> They're paying for you. Yeah. And like, I, I think people don't really get that, but it's like yeah. a lot of times, like when you think of guys that go into the military or mm-hmm. like anybody that goes into this program where they're paying for everything. Yeah. Like you become their property. You're an asset. You're point. an asset at that point, yeah. And they get to choose how they want you, where they want you, like all of that. So, yeah. um, a lot of it happened when I was in college. It was like, okay, we want you to lose 15 pounds to play defensive end. And I was like, okay, cool. Mm. No problem. And th- that was like fast. So like, it'd be like two weeks mm. and I'd lose 15 pounds Crazy. to be defensive end. Yeah. And then they'd be like, mm, actually somebody got hurt. So we want you to play defensive tackle now. So we need you to gain another 25. Jeez. And so then you go on that path mm. of gaining that weight. And then, oh, we actually, we, we so I was doing that in That's college awesome. back and forth, like every yeah. couple weeks. And, that was crazy. And so dealing with that, you kind of develop really unhealthy, like, eating habits. Yeah, and sure. completely. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, your body is just completely out of, yeah. like, rhythm. But you're also set to a workout schedule and a practice schedule every single day. Mm-hmm. So that was being maintained. You know yeah. what I mean? So I was right. always running, always lifting, always, like, yeah. just you're going crazy. Burning always burning. Yeah, so even though I was fluctuating my weight, like, it wasn't, like, this, like, sedentary yeah it wasn't yeah it was very active so Mm. um once I left football and left college playing football um after the second in my second year um just things weren't going very well with school socially like spiritually everything was just really kind of messy um so I decided to leave but once I left um it was very it was really painful because football was like my whole identity yeah that was who I was that was like you know everything everybody that knew me like oh you're a football player like Mm -hmm. that was who it was and like I had like my Haiti stuff my Haiti organization I started which we can talk about that another time but like that helped me like maintain a little bit of like who I was Mm -hmm. um just as far as like doing stuff Mm -hmm. but like physically I was nobody at that point you know what I mean and so when you have that identity of like this is who I was for so long from the time I was 13 Mm -hmm. until now I'm like 21 and there's no crazy physical yeah. identity there anymore. Yeah, and let, let yeah. really quick, let yeah, me jump yeah, yeah, in because yeah, Jeremiah yeah. won't say this about himself, but we're not talking about like your average Joe like football player here. This we're, man like, was a beast. This yeah. man was a he. He was he was the guy. On, I played him every year. <laughs> yeah, he went to Avon. I yeah. went to Avon Lake. I played him every year. The man yes. was a beast. Went to Bryant yeah. University. Yeah. Like he's he wasn't this run of the mill. Like right. oh yeah, I just play football <laughs> on the weekends. Like no, he like he. This yeah, is like this I is played. who he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. athlete. Yeah. So big investment. Yeah, and so that's who I was in like yeah. thirteen to twenty one. Like that's yeah, me, physically and. 
And I think like that's important to separate because like right. those are different parts of you. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like occupationally or like achievement wise, I was still doing stuff. Mm-hmm. We were sending kids to school in Haiti, starting programs, doing all this amazing stuff. But physically from 13 to 21, that's who I was. Mm-hmm. And so to take that part away from me, it yeah. was it was very painful. And I think I didn't realize how painful it was. Sure. Because I just started to like let that just deteriorate. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I wasn't working out. And when I did work out, it would be like, eh, it kind of made me feel bad because it was just making me think of football and I don't play that anymore. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, why am I even doing this? Right. And so I still had that super unhealthy eating habits because mm-hmm. I think the week I left, I was on a up. Like I was, they were trying to get me to be yeah. heavier. So they're trying to get me to like 315 pounds, I want to mm-hmm. say. Jeez. And so. I left school at 3.15 and came home and started just spiraling. Yeah. Um, physically spiraling. Right. Other Everything else was fine. Right. You know what I mean? But physically, I was spiraling. And so over the next several years, like next few few years, I just got worse and worse and worse. And it got heavier and heavier and heavier. And you get to that place where it's just like, bro, I hate myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all I've done is invest into negative habits. All I've done is invest into this person that is extremely unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And so trying to find positivity in that place and even start a journey of like, you know, I want to be healthier. Right. Or I want to, you know, make a change is hard when you're in that place. Cause it's like, you just, you hate, you hate yourself. And like I said, like when you, when you eat pizza, when you're doing really, really good, right. It feels so messed up. And like foreign, it's the same way with being healthy after you've been unhealthy for so long. Right. So long, yeah, yeah you so, eat a salad and you're like, what the heck is this? Yeah, yeah. like, bro, this doesn't feel good. Right. And like, or working out or whatever. Like, right. the only thing that feels good is what you're used to. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, you guys love You're right. You guys love to go to the gym now, mm-hmm. like, because you, you've developed yeah. that. Yeah. It's the same exact way the other way is like, yeah. the only thing I love is this Taco Bell. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's so Cheesy true. Gordita, yeah, like this is my stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. So uh, about a year and a half ago, I after a long just fight with it, I was just like, you know what? Like, I've got I got to my heaviest point where it was like I'm like 350 pounds, mm. and I'm like, bro, like I feel like I'm gonna die. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I feel like I've not even if I'm just gonna die from being this heavy, but I feel like something is gonna make me die. You know what mm. I mean? Like yeah. COVID. COVID or right. if you're that weight during COVID, you could die. Your percentage yeah. of fatality is crazy. Yeah. Way and, and just with like the way the world was going and yeah. like stuff was just popping off. It's like, bro, I can't even run if I needed to. Right. Like, you yeah, know what I like mean? you're not like, escaping. No, like, bro, something popped off. Like I'm caught. Like, yeah, <laughs> for real. Like, think about that. And I, I yeah. think people don't think about that kind yeah. of stuff, bro. Like if something goes crazy right now, can you run a mile and get away? Mm. Right. Can you swim across the river yeah. to get somewhere? Yeah, like, right. can you jump up? Like, can you do just basic physical functions yeah, to like right. protect yourself or keep yourself alive? Probably not for right. a lot of people. So yeah, like, that's so true. Yeah. That mindset and just getting to that point of just being like, I'm so done. And you know, I hate the way I look. I hate the way I look at my clothes. Like I've got amazing style and I would put on clothes and look terrible. Mm, and yeah. God's just like, bro, look at you. 
Gotta be like, bro, I gave you good taste. I gave you this. I gave you, I gave you creativity. And you over here looking that like nice light skin beard, Yeah, bro. like, bro, are you kidding me, bro? Like, yeah. what are you doing? God talks crazy to me. So, like, awesome. God, God was just like, bro, what are you doing? Like, come on now. And God's so, from Chicago. Where you? Yeah, God, God's crazy. God's like a crazy OG. He's like, bro, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, man, you right. Um, so, yeah, so That's after weird. over a year and a half, I've just, um, you know, really been strict on what I eat, doing intermittent fasting, um, counting my food, my calories, making sure I get all my macros, micros, protein is the biggest one, uh, working out basically every single day. And then, um, yeah, so I'm down like almost 100 pounds. Crazy. That's dude. so yeah. crazy. In a yeah. year and a half. That's yeah. a while. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like <laughs> one fifth or 255-ish. Yeah. So, yeah. So That's so sick. And like to yeah. watch, obviously, like we we're you know, he's our cousin. So he's my right. cousin, Dion's cousin. And so we've always kind of been a part of this in the background, just kind of watching and to watch it like it was obviously you say a year and a half and that's not that's not a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. But like in the grand scheme of our life and how we know you or I know you. I felt like you just dropped a ton of weight overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I think I was I was looking at one of the. like a picture of one of our birthday parties or something. And I was like, Oh my goodness, that was like last year. And you look like a different person. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I've seen people in public and they've been like, who are you? Yes, dude. It is so sick. And I remember when I noticed it, we were playing basketball last year Mm -hmm. and we play basketball a lot, you know, together over the years. And so I, me and Jeremiah are always on the same team. He's like Shaq, you know, he's just like, I know how he plays and I'm able to like, Dish him the ball, whatever. I noticed it, I think, the one time we played last year, and you were, like, lightning fast. You were just faster. Yeah. Like, so much faster. (laughs) It's crazy. And I remember, like, even a lot of, like, because we play with the basketball with the same guys, Mm -hmm. and a lot of the guys that knew you didn't even know how to guard you because you were just, it, it wasn't like you were, doing anything different but everything you did was like five times faster than you would have right, which is right, crazy right, it was right. crazy to yeah. see and that's when i noticed i'm like oh you're getting yeah you're losing some weight yeah. for sure yeah absolutely yeah and i mean ultimately it's it's just a it's a choice you know what yeah. i mean it comes down to that choice and it comes down to being comfortable with being uncomfortable mm-hmm. for a really long time until you create what you want yeah and I think, too, what you said about, like, your relationship with food really hit mm-hmm. me hard. Because, I, I mean, I've never struggled with being overweight, but I've definitely had a bad relationship with food. Yeah. And regardless of if you're overweight or not, like, when you just eat poorly, you don't, you like, you feel like crap. Mm-hmm. And there, like, there was a time probably, like, six months ago where I just, like, I don't, I just, especially when you get later in life, you start having kids, you're, you have a, you know, you're in a relationship, like, I just wasn't physically able to be awake long enough, you know, like I was just tired and sleepy, didn't yeah. never had the energy I needed. And like the relationship with food I've learned is like, it's super important. And it's, it it's, I've learned to try not to like indulge in food. Cause that's kind of my thing too. Like I run to food for comfort and that's where I got stuck. So it's like, I have to, I have to have like, control over food you can't let food control you and once you start doing that it's like i'm not going to eat this not because i don't want it because i don't want to make i don't want to feel the way it makes me feel yeah you know and then once you start thinking about it that way it's helped me a lot it's it's the it's the perversion of freedom Mm, yeah that we've been fed yeah in my opinion that's been the biggest thing is like right you're free you know what i Mm -hmm. mean and that's and that's the that's like the disguise that our society and the devil i think has put on just things that are terrible for us in yeah. general 
it's like you're free you're free do your thing go crazy like live your best life like as Mm -hmm. you should do you like it, it, you know yes. what I mean? Like, like does go it, indulge in every indulge craving in that comes everything. up. Everything. If it brings yeah. you joy, that's what you should do. Yeah. Oh, and it's, dangerous. it's it's so dangerous because we're like, in our minds, we're like, oh, we're free. Mm-hmm. I can go do this. I can go have sex with everybody. I mm-hmm. can go drink this. I can go eat this. I can go spend my time doing this. Yeah. But like when you turn around and look at it, you become a slave yes. to your desires. You yes. become in bondage to your flesh and you get so far down this road and you get stuck in this place where it's like, I'm an addict now. Yeah. And then you wonder why you're not happy. <laughs> and you like, wonder, why yeah, am I not happy? Because right. you said, if I do those things, I'll be happy. Like You no. fought, you chased everything that brought you joy so yeah. much that you just completely lost your yeah. identity and your dignity. That's so good. It immediately makes me think of how self-control is one of the, fruit of the fruits of the Spirit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, you learn these things in like Sunday school. But like the reality of self-control applied to this context is like, oh, this makes sense. Like if I have self-control... I have the fruits of the spirit. I am free in that sense. You know, it's not indulging in all your cravings. It's having control of them. We were were talking about it last night. Like I talked to these teens, like, and I have such an amazing group of teenagers right now that is just so just passionate about God and, and very serious about it. But like they're in a society in the world that is the most against, Christian principles that Mm -hmm. has ever existed. Mm -hmm. Like they're being told to do the exact opposite. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's not sexy to invest time into something that you're not going to get the benefits of. You know what I mean? Like you're talking about the fruits of the spirit. Like it's, that's, that's what we get from investing all this time, but it's a fruit. It has to grow. Yeah. It's not something that you just put in the ground and pull it back out right away after it's like, it's not a microwave. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a tree that you're growing. You're always watering. You're always investing time into. Yeah. I was looking for the verse that some, it was in one of Paul's letters. I couldn't find it, but (laughs) it was in one of his letters where he was like talking about the freedom of um, freedom from sin. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, we are fully free by the blood of Jesus, but that doesn't mean that I, just choose to indulge in whatever, you know right. what I mean? Is yeah. it like we still, and basically coming back to that self-control thing, yeah. I'll find the verse later. I mean, we'll put it in the notes or something, but yeah, um, yeah man, there, there's that perversion of freedom is like, do whatever you want, mm-hmm. but a lot, 90% of it's going to kill you. You know, yes. 90% of it is going to really hurt you. And that's why it's called the right. straight and narrow. There's a path yeah. that you need to follow amongst all that freedom to find right. fulfillment, you know, and health. Yeah. What we're talking about. So good. And it's crazy to me how, like, how you demonize people that bring up these moral standards now, like, at least society. It's like the moment you try to, like, infringe upon my freedoms by telling me what I'm doing is not good for me, you're intolerant and you're canceled because you can't. How dare you impede on my joy? You know, it's like, bro, I'm just trying to save your life, man. Quit eating all that stuff. Like, (laughs) it's not. It's like you were saying, like, that stuff isn't going to produce life in you. Or suggest something that takes work. That's the yeah. th- that's the real thing. Right, is, right. is you're suggesting something that's hard. Right. Yeah. If you're suggesting something that's easy, take this pill. Right. And okay, we're good. Because people ask me all the time, oh, how did you lose 100 pounds? I'm like, oh, I only eat from 2 to 10 every day. Right. And I only yep. eat 2,300 calories. And I work out. Yes. And they're just like. Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, they're just. <laughs> Too hard. So, it. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're so turned off <laughs> yeah. by that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, thanks. That's so funny, dude. Like, so but if I was like, oh, well, I just took this pill every day, they'd be like, <laughs> right. yes, okay. you're the greatest. I, how much is it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's what we need right now. Yes. That's so true. It's so Crazy. true. Anything that is uncomfortable and yeah. takes work, you know, yeah. it's usually shunned. Right. But. Crazy. 
but that's where you see the greatness, though. You know yeah. what I mean? We we in anything to bring it back to just sports. Like when we talk about the people that are the best, you know what I mean? When we talk about Steph Curry hitting shots over three defenders from half mm-hmm. court, mm-hmm. like the reason he's able to do that is because he wakes up every morning and he puts in the work. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? He puts up his thousand shots a day every single day. Like right. he does that all year, even when he's on vacation. And he doesn't have a game for another six months. Right. Like, and that's, that's kind of how we have to approach our life holistically is like, what are we doing mm-hmm. when we're not in the game? What are we doing when we're not struggling? What are we doing when we're not, you know, in a bad place? Yeah. yeah. Because that's going to, life's going to come. You know what I mean? Right. You're going to have to, ready for it. yeah, you're going to have to shoot some shots from half court with three, <laughs> with three defenders. God, on you. you can't miss. Yeah. You can't and, miss. Yeah. Well, that's, and, and, and two, I know we were talking a lot about like, like eating, physical health, kind of morning routine health, but really this, these same ideas like transfer over to like Everything. even your finances, like financial health is, is that way too. Like you can't live just to indulge in everything. And like, you know, I've lived that way for a while where you just are spending money, just spending money. And yeah. Like why Endlessly. am I spending money on this stuff? And yeah. it's like all of these principles. And, and this is what I've noticed actually, which has been so interesting to me is that, as you develop discipline in one area of your life, the other areas are easier. Mm-hmm. Like it's easier to, to be that person. Cause like you said something a, a while, a few minutes ago, you said like before you always thought you were pretending to be someone else, you know, mm-hmm. like when you're trying to wake up or do something, it's like, why am I pretending to be this person? But like once you establish that discipline in, in one area of your life, you almost prove to yourself you are that person. Exactly. And it's like or at least that you have control. Yeah. Like yeah. you can actually affect that. Right. Yeah. Like I can become that person. And so yeah. the other areas of your life, like financially or even like relationally or what job wise, whatever the case is, it's like, oh no, I this is who I am and yeah. this is how I conduct my life. Not just my eating habits, but my life. You yeah. know. Super I would crazy. say it really comes down to, I think this whole topic, while, you know, it is about like routines and stuff, but it's just, it's really just about living with intention, you yeah. know, it's just yeah. like not letting each and every day just be blown away in the abyss of what you want right now right. <laughs> and actually yeah. just living with intention, looking for something that lives past this present moment. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. That's like, it. That like delayed gratification. Yeah. It applies everywhere. Well, yeah. And, and we were talking last night a little bit about this. Like I told you, like I've, conquered my hardest thing you know what i mean like mm-hmm. my biggest struggle was food like mm-hmm. that was like my my vice if you will like that was my thing and so like for me obviously i'm single and i don't i'm not married or anything yet but like i was telling you like i'm not thirsty bro like i'm good you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean yeah. like i was i went on a date and i was like yeah it was just okay but like what okay we can't yeah, let's not, not podcast. Not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold up, hold uh, up. Yeah, yeah, play the drop. Hold <laughs> up, hold up. What? Play the drop like 10 you times. You out play of date? Play them all. <laughs> no. We're going to have to cut that off. Yeah. So, oh, but okay. I was as telling soon, you. Listen, as soon as this is over, <laughs> I want all the details. <laughs> so, but I was telling you, I was like, it, it wasn't like the best thing ever, but I was okay. Cause I'm like, I'm not thirsty, bro. Like I'm right. good. Yeah. Like I've already conquered the hardest part of my life right. and established who I am. And so I'm not going to lower my standards for something that first of all, I'm not even like struggle with, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also like, this is who I am everywhere else. And that's who I am in that as well. Yeah. You know, like I have sure. standards, I have control, I have discipline. Like I'm not, I'm not tripping. Mm-hmm. Right. 
That's good. It's a good sign of a single person. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, I, and that's like, not how everybody is. Yeah, a lot of yeah. times you find people just throw. I mean, I was that way when I was single to a degree. Mm. Like throw yourself into emotional relationships because yeah. you feel like that's what I should be doing, right? Mm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Right. It's good yeah. to have that oneness, you know. Yeah, it's good. But yeah. I had a question for Dom. Because I, your question you answered nice. <laughs> that I had for you, Jermaine. <laughs> nice. But uh, this might be kind of, I mean, when we when we talk about sin, I'm not saying in the sense of like really harsh biblical terms, I think. I mean, yes, that, but also maybe like sin that just really, the things that really affect your life. Like a little bit of mm-hmm. what we talked about, mm-hmm. like this is just damaging. This isn't good. Right. Right. Um, what point do you, would you say like self-neglect turns into sin? You know what I mean? When we're talking about health and we're talking about intention, living with intention, waking up on time, like where does that, when is is it just when it affects you? Is it when it affects your family? Is it like, where's the line? Would you say that where that kind of falls into play? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that this is, I think that this is such an important topic. Like this answer that I'm going to give might seem like, okay, that's a little, that line is a little too far, you know, like it's, it's who can, who, how many people actually live this way? But I think that it's so important because we, even though we, there might be a lot of people that don't live this way, like we need to. And the words of Jesus tell us that we need to, like, I I immediately think of the story of the, of the talents when you said that, where Jesus gives, you know, three different person, a different amount of talents. He gives one guy 10, and talents are just money represented in the Bible where Jesus tells this parable is like, there's this, this rich guy, he gives, you know, his servant 10, his other servant five, and then his last one, one. And, and we know the story, but the, the two first ones, they multiplied what was given to them. And the last one didn't do anything with it. He just yeah. buried it, gave it back to, to his master and just said, here you go. This is what I have for you. And his master literally called him a wicked servant. He said, you're a wicked person. Like you're, you, you have sinned because you didn't take care of or invest with in invest with what I've given you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is like, that's something that is really significant for me. And I've always looked at that story as a way of motivating myself because like every single person God has given them, if not just breath, you know, like right. you've been given things in your life, health, relationships, you know, skills, jobs, opportunity, you've been given so much. And when we really sit back and think about all that we have, like you said it earlier, like just being grateful for the things that we do have, it's overwhelming how much the Lord has given us. And so for me, I think it is a a very, and I'll use the language that you used. I think it's sinful. I think it's wicked. I think it is dishonoring to treat the things that God has given us like they don't mean anything, you right. know, like when we treat our health, like I, like that's one of the things like we talked about, I think we talked about it off air. I can't remember if it was in this, but like my, my, my brother and I, we lost our dad last year and you know, it's just, it was really, really a tough time, but um, his mom, our grandma died at 51. My, our dad passed away at 49. Like that I'm going to be 30 this year. That gives me another 20 years to live if I follow that pattern, you know? And so I look at my life now and I say, I'm, I'm a very healthy person, you know, like I, how wicked is it to dishonor what God has given me when there are people on this planet that aren't blessed with the health that we have, you know, but, but I'm stuffing my body with literal poison 
because I just can't eat right or like, cause I don't want to eat right, you know? And so yeah. it's like these, when you really sit back and think about taking care and investing in what God has given you, it's like, man, because here's, and Jeremiah and I had a conversation about this, but like, and this is no shade to anybody, I, you know, we're not going to drop any names, but there's just like, you see pastors and leaders all the time who, you know, are, are just a little bit older in the church and they're just overweight or they're very unhealthy. And, and it is what it is. But the truth is like, if you can't take care of yourself physically, like, and you're asking people to trust you, you to take care of them spiritually. Mm-hmm. It's like, there are very evident signs of lack of discipline of yeah. like wrong priorities in your life. I can't trust you to lead me spiritually if you can't even lead yourself physically. So I, and I know it's a very, like, it might be an extreme stance, but I think that if you're not intentional about taking care of what God has given you, that is wicked. Yeah. Like that's messed yeah. up for sure. Well, that, that story of the talents, I think that's such a good answer, by the way. I thought that convers I thought that question would be a little controversial, but not really. I mean, yeah. I guess it can be, but, um, <laughs> the, that story of the talents, I love how you put like, the, I mean, obviously the way, the way it reads is that the person who came back with the same amount they were given, you know, cause I think mm-hmm. a lot of times people think if I just preserve, mm. if I just keep everything intact, if I just yeah. hold myself together, right. Then great. But it's like, no, you're actually called to invest yes. and double what you're like, given. You have to grow. Yeah. It's not a choice. This <laughs> isn't like just survive until Jesus right. comes back. Yes. That's literally the opposite. Yes. It's you have to, you have to double it. You yes. have to triple it, you know? Yeah. And that's, it's, it's, it's interesting. So this is from pastor Kyle lot. He, he's a ca- campus pastor at our Valley View campus, but I heard him teach about finances. And he said, he said this, um, when Jesus says to occupy until he returns, that word occupy doesn't mean just sit around and twiddle your thumbs. It literally means do business until I return. <laughs> so Jesus oh. is saying like, listen, until I get back, don't just sit there, right, like right. do, do stuff, <laughs> like yeah. grow. Yeah. Like he's saying, look, I've given you this stuff. You've got stuff to do until yeah. I get back. And, and I, and what you said is just uh, the, where the state of the church has been for so long. We're like, Jesus is coming back. Yeah. It's coming back. So we're just going to sit here and wait for him to come back. And it's yeah. like, uh, dude, shut up. Like, <laughs> just go do something, like learn something, grow, do yeah. something. Because like, you just get caught sitting, waiting for Jesus. Like your life's going to be over and you're not going to have anything to show for it. Yeah. And it more likely will eventually divulge into living without intention, which yes. is unhealthy habit. You know what I mean? Yes. Like if you're not doing, if you're not doing something moving towards one direction, it's probably going to fall apart. Yeah. Most times it's going to yeah. just, you know, deteriorate. So. Our grandpa said this, uh, Dr. Kayton, Dr. Lewis Kayton, he said this to us. Well, I can't remember when he said this, but I'll never forget it. Talk about Papa? Yeah, Papa. (laughs) (laughs) Papa. He said, uh, if there's, he said, there's no, there's no standing still in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Said you're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. Mm -hmm. There's no, there's no like stagnant place. There's no Mm -hmm. like pause. Like, oh, I'm just hanging out here. Mm -hmm. No, you're either growing. And I think that's true, not just in the kingdom. I think it's true. And everything. And everything. Absolutely. If you're not intentionally growing, I think that's the key word. We might have to title this intentional health or something. I don't know what we'll <laughs> give the title, but that, that word's been coming up because I think that's the key. If you're not intentional about every area of your life, you are losing in that area. Mm-hmm. Like, losing ground. Yeah, you're losing. Every day you're losing more and more in that area that you're not intentional. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. We're mortal beings. Yeah. <laughs> this does end it's eventually. Crazy. You know? Crazy. It's wild. I but. thought you were going to say good, better, best. 
Never let it rest until <laughs> good becomes better, better and better. better. Live right, pray yes. hard. Right. Yes. I, I didn't know which he's got one a lot of. He's got, he's a, got a lot. Of gold. He's got a papaism. <laughs> he's got a lot of papaism. I don't know which one he's about to use. Feel like, to. I feel like I quote Papa like every week. <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> sure. My Papa said this one time. <laughs> yes. All right. Any, any closing thoughts? We've had a, a really cool conversation. You guys have yeah, any awesome any kind of like wrap up thoughts as we go? I think to bring it full circle. Full circle. <laughs> Yes, I hit the right one. I wasn't sure if that was the right button. <laughs> I just fell out of my chair. <laughs> I think to, yes. to, just, to just say in closing, like, encourage people to, you know, pursue good investments yeah. in your with your time. Like, pursue good investments with your time because, like, even in the moment, if it doesn't seem like it's benefiting you, like, it's going to benefit you long term. Yeah. And if you're not pursuing good investments, then you're pursuing bad investments. And even if you don't realize you are, you are. Mm-hmm. And so you're making that choice every single day. Whoever's listening to this right now, you're about to make choices. And either those choices are going to help you grow. They're going to help you grow in your relationships, your relationship with God, your health, your wealth, whatever it is, all these different things. Or they're going to make you go in the opposite direction and right. they're going to hurt you. So, yep. you know, I would just encourage everybody to don't overcomplicate it. Don't let it be like this huge mental block or make it seem like it's a lot bigger because that's a, a lie of the enemy. Like, yeah, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Invest your time into stuff that is going to help you grow and that's going to yeah. make you healthy. Yeah, yeah. I'll stick to my closing thought being that the once you when you do fail. When you do fail yeah. at your New Year's resolutions, yes. Yes. don't shame yourself into yeah. being the same person you've been before. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's in your control, you know. Yeah, I, I'm talking about myself, man. I got to go to the gym Preaching. after this. I know, me too. I, I go take a shower, bro. I got to go get some stuff done, dude. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is called the afternoon routine. Yeah. That's what it yeah. is. <laughs> Post noon, bro. Yes. No, that's that's good. Uh, I think my final my final uh, statement too would be. Just that intentionality, you know, like I think take a look. This would be a really good exercise. If you're listening to this, take a look at every single area of your life, like financially, sexually, you know, your job, every every area of your life and and be intentional with it. Like don't let one area of your life just be, you yeah. know, don't let it just be like plan it. What do you want? What do you want out of your marriage? What do you want out of your finances? What do you want out of your health? And start planning the, a, a course to get there. Cool. All right, y'all. Well, that was fun. First, uh, first circle podcast conversation. We're really pumped about it. Thank you for listening and, and joining and we'll, uh, talk to you guys next time. On episode two. See you. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's turn that up. Oh yeah. <laughs>